That was one heck of an introduction. I hope I can live up to that with this message. Thank you. That's what Holy Spirit said this morning, too, when I woke up at 4 a.m. and said, I don't like what I prepared. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this message, and then I woke up at 4 a.m. and said, I don't like it. And uh, he said, well, you did a lot of work on it, but it sounds better when you just share it from your heart. And I said, that is true. And he said, so take what you prepared and just be you. And I said, that sounds like a plan. Let's go. So, and uh, I find that I do this a lot. Um, you know, I do a lot of work preparing, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then I go to share it, and then I usually veer off script, and then I share from my heart anyway. And uh, I do that in Sozo trainings. If you've ever sat in a Sozo training with me, I am not like other Sozo trainers. I tried to be like someone one time, and it didn't work. And Holy Spirit said, yeah, you're not her, so just be you. And so I am me. And uh, yeah. Yeah, because if I'm trying, if I'm too busy being somebody else, God said that they'll miss the uniqueness of who He created me to be. Yeah. Right? That's a good word right there. We can all just go home now, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll ramble on about something else so you can finish your painting. <laughs> but Amanda is right. It's been... Uh, Five years since I've spoken here, and uh, yeah, it's been five years. It's been that long. It seems like it seems like yesterday, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, and when um, I got when Amanda asked me if I wanted to speak, I was really honored that she asked me. Um, the The word I felt like Holy Spirit had just dropped in me. He had dropped this in me a while back. And I feel it's really, really timely for this season. I feel that Rob and I, in our marriage and in our life, and the transition team, which, by the way, you guys, okay, first of all, I am really going to try to get through this message without bawling my eyes out. Because um, I have a, I, I know tissues are coming forthwith, aren't they? <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, my dear. You're awesome. Um, they've prepared me with a stool in case I need to sit down because um, I'm a little shaky right now. Uh, and that has to do with some health issues that Rob and I have been navigating for quite some time uh, with me. But the word that um, I feel is really timely for us and the transition team that I want to just take a note that them sitting in the front row here means a lot to me. Like something happened when all six of us sat together and I feel like the shift happened, a big shift. I don't know if anybody else could feel it, but I could certainly feel it. And it really was just paramount. Um, and it didn't go unnoticed in the atmosphere. I just want you guys to know that. And so I really appreciate 
the support of every of you guys up front. But I feel that not only us as the team and Rob and I and our marriage and our life and me personally with my health, but I feel like there's a lot of us just with everything that we're dealing with. I think the word that Holy Spirit dropped in me quite some time ago is the word trust. And um, I don't know that it, you know, maybe, maybe you're not feeling that way. Maybe you're going, everything's great in my life. I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm back here going, I'm just swimming in glory and everything's great. And if that's you, that's wonderful. And I'm, and believe me, I, ooh, that's loud. <laughs> Sorry, see, I'm me. Um, but I do know that for a lot of us, we've been in a season where it's been hard to trust. It's been hard to trust people. It's been hard to trust each other, uh, friends, um, family members. It's been hard to trust things that we read in society. It's been hard to trust doctors, it's been hard to trust. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, Miss Sue, but I mean, um, but she did. So yes, yeah, so it's been hard to trust our officials, um, the people we've elected in office. It's hard to trust the Lord. And um, Rob has allowed me to share something um, very that was very vulnerable and very transparent. We were texting one another the other day and um, he had offered, and let me back up, the, the other day um, in, in our house, I get up in the morning and I help him get ready for work. I make his lunch and I have for the last 25 years of marriage. It's just something I like to do. I do it every morning and we have coffee together and I make his lunch and he goes out the door. But the other day, like last week, I think it was, was it last week? Okay, last week, someone replaced our kitchen floor with a funhouse floor. <laughs> I mean, it was the weirdest thing. Like the night before the floor was flat, the next morning it went like this. And I was really having a hard time walking on it. It was just the strangest thing. It was, I mean, go figure, it was just so dumb. And he literally had to hold me up and drag my limp body over to the couch. <laughs> it's just crazy, you know, I mean, I was, I, I was, I was off, you know, and um, I couldn't speak. My speech was slurred. The one side of my face looked really funny. And uh, so in one hand, he's dragging me over to the couch to sit down. And the other hand, he's looking for his phone, wondering if he needs to call 911. So he's, you know, <laughs> so we laugh about this now because our, my health and our life is just a series of making each other laugh about it. You know, if you've ever been around me when I'm in the throes of a migraine, they are pretty funny. I mean, I might the side one side of my face is just totally distorted. And so, you know, we Rob and I just kind of we go, you know, like comedy tragedy, you know, so it, it really is. You know, I've traveled with Laurie for seven years. This is the way we roll, you know, and, and she will. She'll text Rob and she'll say, OK, she's in one of those things. You know, just know I've got her. I've got her covered. I've pumped her full of her meds. She's good, you know. And so but this is how we deal with it. it, it trust me, if I lose my humor, we're all in trouble. Okay, so, but through all of this, 
I will say that I trust the Lord because in all these types of crises, whether it's been with my health or whether it's been my mom's health, you know, and I, I've, I've watched my mom since 2003 walk through some of the most horrific medical issues. And then when we were watching her go through hospice, I heard the words from Jesus, eyes on me. So I understood the assignment. And there were times where I wasn't sure what was going to happen with either my health or Rob's health when he had COVID. But I heard eyes on me and I had peace and I just stayed focused. Was it find the lie, bye bye fly? <laughs> Sorry, shoot that rabbit. That was a rabbit trail. That's a sozo thing. Okay, that's a sozo thing. Right. Right, where's that fairy? Come on, Diane. You're supposed to ferret that fly out of here. But I will say that there are times when I'm alone. I cry myself to sleep. Rob goes to work and I'm by myself in the house and I'm mad. And I don't understand why this happens to me. It's one thing after another. It's one diagnosis after another. It's one thing after, like my body is just not cooperating and I get mad. Now, I'm not mad at my body because I love my body. She does a really good job of taking care of me, but I get mad. And I have conversations with God, not why are you doing this? I, I know better than that. God doesn't do that. God doesn't give us anything bad. It's not his nature. Does anybody here not believe that God is good all the time? That's a youth group thing. If you ever want to find kids playing hide and seek, just yell, God is good, and then they all yell, all the time. Yeah, you can find them. Okay, good. We've got that handled because that is a core value of mine. That's a core belief. I don't stray from that at all. Nope, not at all. He is good all the time. But there are times, especially in this season, where we're having a hard time trusting and Rob texted me the other day after that episode. And by the way, someone came in and fixed the floor after a while. It was fine. I could walk on it again. It's great the way that happens. It's just awesome. You know, Jesus is a carpenter. He must have just come in and fixed it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was good. But he texted me and he said, you know, this is a huge, I'm going to read it. This is a huge trust issue for me with God. I love him, Jesus and Holy Spirit, but I'm having a really hard time with the healer part of it. I'm not questioning his goodness because I know who he is and I know what he is, but I want to step in and take complete control over the situation. And I know that's impossible. How many of us have been there? Yeah, we're supposed to raise hands. Don't look at me so holy. Everybody raise their hand. How many times have we stepped in and wanted to take control of the situation? I found myself in the ER several weeks ago. 
And believe me, I don't, I, I avoid ERs at all costs. So I was really shocked when the doctor suggested I go, they were even so nice as to offer me a ride. <laughs> I, I know, right? And I went, they went, yeah, we really think you need to be in the ER. And I went, really? And they said, we can give you a ride. I went, nope, that's okay. I've got a son that can drive me. <laughs> so thanks for the, you know, thanks for the offer, but I'm good. I went and they, they, obviously they saw some things that I didn't, but while I was there, the presenting issue was not what happened to me later. I wound up with a migraine that was so debilitating, I couldn't speak, I couldn't focus. When I tried to speak, I sounded like I was drunk. <laughs> and I looked, anybody seen the Goonies? Yeah. Hey, you guys. That's what my migraines look like, just to give you all a visual. And I'm trying to convey information to the, to the nurses and the doctors, and it ain't working. Now, Rob knows me as a very strong person. I've been a patient advocate for my mom for years, and I'm my own patient advocate. So if I'm not saying anything like, I, can't, I need your help, he's pretty much going, well, she's got it, but I can't give any information. I denied him the opportunity to step in and help me. I denied him that. He could have, and he sh he could have stepped up to the and said, "Listen, my girl is in so much pain; she needs something. Y'all need to do something now." Because they pretty much left me out there hanging. <laughs> but don't we do that with God? Yeah. How many times do we say, "No, God, I got this. You know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I can take care of this. I can do it on my own." I don't need your help. And if you, if you do want to help me out, I'm going to be peeking around the corner just to make sure you're doing your job. Because I know I do. We were driving into church today and we passed by our favorite church with our favorite sign. <laughs> you know, the one with, don't make me come down there. <laughs> well, this week's sign is, Take one day at a time. Don't worry, I got this. Oh, hallelujah, they changed the sign. <laughs> yes. Now, wouldn't it be great if God just walked in and sat down with you on the couch and say, okay, kid, here we go. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the agenda. Step one. That would be awesome. I, would love it. I don't know about any of you guys, but that would be great for me. Because then I could probably say, okay, great. I'm so glad. Okay, just tell me what you want me to do. If, if, I, if I have an assignment, if I have a job, okay. Right. It's always what can I do. If, I, but if he says, I don't need you to do anything. Because sometimes he does want us to do things. Sometimes he gives us a job. We don't always know what that is. We have to ask. But there are times where the phone will ring. It's God, he wants his job back. And so we have to learn to discern that. So this word trust and this season I think that we're all in, I think this is just really super timely. So you know, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that I love to do research. 
Um, I'm not a I'm not a deep thinker. A lot of times, I'm a I'm a very creative person, and I, I don't know that the two can actually mesh. I I don't know. I don't know. That that might be a lie right there. I'm believing right. You know, is there a sozo for that? Probably, probably. If not, let's create one. But I, I mean, I'm. But I love to do research on things. And so when I'm given an assignment, I, I like to get as much information as possible, which is probably why I need to stay off Google and research, you know, like medical ailments. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's my superpower. <laughs> but I did a word search on, on trust. And, um, and I have to tell you, there, a, a plethora of things came up. Like there's so many words, there's so many breakdowns of the word in Hebrew and in different um, concordances. And it, it got to the point where I was telling Rob the other day, I said, I'm not sure which one I trust. <laughs> you know, I mean, that in itself, like I, I kind of felt like, whoa, I got to step away from this. And so I did a lot of reading as I was preparing for this. And I found one that I actually really, really, after reading it and and breaking it down, I went, wow, this one sounds really good. So um, I went with this one. Uh, the one that I went with is the word batak. And broken down in the Hebrew, they used it in several scriptures. And um, it's funny, Rob said, you are going to throw some scripture at them in your message, right? You do have like some scripture references? Like, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. So um, this is how we roll. I mean, this is just, this is our marriage. This is how we roll. Um, so the, it's used, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted batach in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and with my song, I will praise him. That's Psalm 28, 7. Then in the Hebrew, they used a pictograph of each letter that forms the word. And those are the batach is in three parts. And the first part, they take it, they take the word, the first part is bet. And that means inside. And if you think about inside, they're referring to like a tent, a home or a family. And that means abiding and resting. When they use the word trust in scripture, it's usually followed by in. We have trusted in his holy name. And that's in Psalm 33, 21. I found this stuff like totally mind blowing and, and interest is so interesting. Um, the second part of the letter is tet, and that means wrapped as in swaddled or weaved like a basket, if you will, like you new moms. Like we love to wrap those babies up like a burrito <laughs> because they're, they feel secure. And when they're nicely wrapped like that, I mean, they feel nice and snug. I mean, even when you, there's even those, um, what are those blankets that um, they were very popular? I don't know. Snuggies. Snuggies. Yeah. Or there's another blanket that they use with um, sensory uh, weighted, weighted blankets. Yes. Weighted blankets are 
supposed to give people the sense of security. So in the in that terms, um, when they're tightly wound in that blanket, it's very soothing to them. Biblically, if you're unswaddled, that was likened to being, being abandoned. Interestingly, also, I found that Tet represents distinguishing what is good through experience. <laughs> Tet is the first letter in the Hebrew word for good. Right? Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Right? Isn't this great? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So trust has to do with distinguishing that God is good to be wrapped and swaddled in his everlasting arms. I mean, it, it becomes more evident that when we break these words down and we understand what they mean, they have so much more depth yeah. to them, yeah, especially yeah. when you understand the Hebrew. Yeah. I mean, they, sometimes I really think the English language is yeah. crap. I mean, <laughs> we just we take for granted some of the words, yeah. you know, I mean, even the word love, we just throw that word around like it's just nothing, you know, but I mean, but when I did this, I wept. I mean, I, guys, I wept yeah. because it's one thing to say, yeah, I trust you. But when you break the word down and like you get into the meat of it, you're like, whoa, yeah. like this is huge. Deuteron Deuteronomy 33:27. the eternal God is your refuge. Mm. He's your place of trust. And, and underneath are his everlasting arms. Do you guys see the picture that I'm painting? Yeah. That's a pun. I'm an artist. <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. Good girl. <laughs> so the third part of the pic the third part of the word is chet. Batech, chet. And that means fence. Now, usually when we say fence, that's a bound, we think of boundary, and that's true, it's a boundary, but this is the concept of surrounding, protecting, and embracing. Mm. Things that surround us are compassion, mercy, God's faithful love, mm. favor. Psalm 32:10 says many sorrows shall be to the wicked but he who trusts in the Lord mercy shall surround him. So when all three of these letters these Hebrew letters come together they give us the idea of being on the inside being surrounded, protected. It takes on a whole new meaning when you say, yeah, I trust God. I trust him. So 
when we put that together, you could actually say trusting God is abiding, resting in him, discerning his goodness and greatness by being protected, embraced, and surrounded by his mercy, love, and compassion. I know that's a mouthful, but that's, but that's good. Yeah, it's yummy. And it, it's a whole lot than just saying, I trust God. So when you read Proverbs 3, 3 through 5, trust, batach, in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. It means, it means a lot more. It means something different now. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be trials. It doesn't mean there aren't, there aren't going to be storms. But God has a different perspective and he has the truth. And he understands and he has understanding about what matters. Because he cares about us. And I got to tell you, there, there's times where I feel like, I'm in a boat, and I'm out on that lake. And um, I'm frustrated, and I'm confused, and I'm in a crap ton of pain. But even though my body is in pain, it does not stop me from worshiping. Yeah. Because he'll check in with me and ask me how I'm doing. And I will always say, I might have a sarcastic comment here and there, you know, or a humorous one, but I will always say, I've got my worship on and I'm doing the best I can right now. So, yep. And worship for me might look like being in the studio, throwing some paint. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to have to learn how to navigate these storms yeah. as we trust. You know, I love this. I do love the story in Matthew eight. Um, 23, where the disciples were in the boat mm -hmm. with Jesus and that storm came up. You know, the Sea of Galilee, a lot of us take for granted when we read that and we go, okay, a storm came up. They were in the boat. But the Sea of Galilee was, um, they, it had the capability of having like 20 foot waves and they, this, these storms will come out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden you're in a boat and whoo, here comes this. I mean, think about it. Think about a 20 foot wave coming at you if you're on a boat. That's for fishermen. I mean, I know there's a lot of fishermen in here and that's pretty, that can be pretty daunting, 
right? Now these disciples were, they were expert fishermen. So just imagine for a minute, you're an expert fisherman and you see a storm coming up and all of a sudden you are scared. Like if, if you're a fisherman and there's a storm coming and you're afraid, it's gotta be one heck of a storm. And they panic. Like, so they don't know how to get out of the storm. They panic. So what do they do? They freak out and they call Jesus. And they're like, save us. They don't have time to explain to him, hey, there's like this big, you know, like the winds are coming from the north. We got a 20 foot wave coming at us. They don't explain anything. They just say three words to him. Lord, save us. And he is so unaffected by it. He just stands up and rebukes the wind and the waves and everything's fine. Well, I got to give them credit because a lot of times they were dumber than doornails. I mean, I'm just saying it. I mean, they walked with the man for three years and still didn't realize he was the Messiah. You know what I mean? But, but they at least had the, you know, the foresight to wake him up and, you know, and say, you know, Lord, save us. Sometimes we're just like the disciples, yeah. you know, we panic and we respond out of fear because that's normal. I mean, we have emotions. God gave us emotions. Emotions are normal. Yeah. We're not supposed to stuff them down. God cares about our emotions. We're going to face storms. I mean, the journey of following Jesus is full of surprises, isn't it? Well, here's a plot twist for you, people. <laughs> it's not a straight path. <laughs> Sometimes there's going to be storms. Sometimes we're going to be in the boat. Sometimes we're going to be climbing up a mountain and we're going to be in a valley. But... I don't even think that we could call them, I don't even want to call them storms. Why don't we just call them an interruption? Mm, that's good. That they are. Yep. It's good to know that Jesus is with us in that storm or interruption. He's not in another boat. He says, here, you go catch that one. I'll catch the next one. <laughs> I keep hitting that thing. So he's with us in it and he works through us in and he works in us while we're in it because that's necessary for growth and transformation he doesn't want to just get us to the other side of the lake he wants to use us while we're in the middle and he doesn't think that these are a threat to his work but he uses it as a tool. And the suffering, I put that in quotes, the suffering, because listen, a lot of the times that we're in pain, whether it's grief, loss, loss of a job, I mean, there's anything, anything that we have lost, we grieve. Okay, we're allowed to grieve that. We're allowed to grieve the loss of a friendship. We're allowed to grieve the loss of a job the loss of a loved one, a divorce. We're allowed to grieve when we're in pain. 
It's not a threat to the plan God has for our life or the calling. It might feel like an interruption to us, but it's instrumental to God because he's going to use it. Trusting him in all of this isn't shutting down. It's opening up. It's opening up our hearts. It's opening up our hearts to the possibility and wrapping our minds around to that Hebrew word that maybe, just maybe, trusting him really is abiding and resting in him and discerning his goodness and his greatness by being protected. and embraced and surrounded by his compassion and his love and his mercy. <sighs> Dang, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you, oh, it's easy, just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> But it's hard, when, especially when things don't go our way, especially when we don't get what we've asked for, especially when somebody we thought loved us or, or said they were our friend betrayed us because we're only capable of looking for and understanding in something that we completely trust. But maybe if we just take a risk, isn't trusting a risk? Yeah. I know I took a risk 25 years ago. supposed to be paying attention anyway. <laughs> um, but he did. He, he said that. Um, but it, it was, it was a big risk for me because um, I had been very, very hurt and betrayed um, by my first husband and then by a, another relationship after that. So poor Rob, by the time he came along and we started dating, I was so walled up. <laughs> and he, he, he didn't give up though. But he, yeah, right? <laughs> Thankfully. But he, he, would, he, he would tell me, he would say, you're being very unfair because you allow me to get right about here and then you shut me out. He said, and that's just not fair. And I finally said, because I'm scared. 
because you're going to do exactly what everybody else has done. And he said, you don't know that, so you have to take the risk. Loving is a risk. Trusting is a risk. And he's right. I didn't know whether or not he was going to do it. So I said, okay, you might do it, but let me tell you something, it's been a great ride so far. So (laughs) 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 So I jumped in feet first and I'm really glad I did. But it is a risk. But I think if we open up our hearts to our good, good father, who really does have our best interest at heart, even though we can't understand it and we can't comprehend it. But the struggle is real. It's very real. I always, I always thought that my emotions had to be based on my circumstances. And I felt happy or sad based on other people's opinions or things that were happening around me. You know, whether or not I got those opportunities or the pressures of life, that dictated everything around me. It was kind of like a meter, you know. And I found myself controlled by those things rather than the foundational love of Jesus. And if you allow those things long enough, boy, do you become like a a puppet, man. You know, you look like one of those things out in front of a car dealership. Like, geez, you know. But uh, scripture continually describes a link between our emotional health and trust. I mean, Isaiah 26 Three through four says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. There it is again. Trust followed by in. So we're looking for other things for our provision, our identity, our protection. We're not looking to the Lord for any of those things. We're looking for other things, for our purpose and fulfillment. We're robbed of of peace when we allow those things to take over. John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, troubled, neither let them be afraid.
Jesus has consistent and constant peace available to us. Consistent and constant. So where do we look for peace during the storm? Are we looking for, are we looking at Netflix? I mean, we should be looking at the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord wants a relationship with us. That alone should give us peace. He's asking for a relationship with us. He's saying we can trust Him. And it's easy to trust God when things are going great, right? And it's like, hey, I trust God. My health is good. The, the mortgage is paid. It's wonderful. Everything's going, everything's great. Everything's fine. Isn't that, isn't that what we say? How are you? I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> but are we still committed to trusting God in the trials, in the storm? Do you remember when I said it, it was necessary for transformation and growth? So how many of us like to go to the gym? How many of us work out? Like nope. transfer, God, that's not many of us. I, mean, I expect a lot more. And like, okay. I, yeah, it, yes, it's a lot of work, isn't it? I, yeah, I don't like it either. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do not, do what? Just chasing toddlers? Yes, that is, yes. Okay, yeah. So, but we, we know what's required of us to, you know, to work out, to make physical improvements to our body, to gain muscle. It, oh, I did it again. Bink, oh no, I just want to do that once. Ready, set, go. You. Foiled again. I fell for that. Um, but there is a lot that's required to like gain muscle. And it just takes your it, it takes some serious commitment, like in the weight room. But that's not where the growth and the transformation happen. It happens after you've been lifting the weights. It's when the muscle fibers start to break down, that's when the growth and transformation happens. When you're drinking the water, the pro eating the protein and you know, pumping up full of amino acids, that's when the growth and transformation happens. It's the same thing spiritually. Like it, this is what just like made my head go poop. You know, that's what happens to us. Like when we're in like the, the process of transformation, there has to be in order to be um, for there to be a restoration process, there has to be something we need to be restored from. Right. Does that make sense? So if we need if we need something repaired, we have to be like in an issue of some sort. Well, that's where the refining comes from. That's where we're trusting the Lord. We can't like just, okay, everything's great, Lord, thanks. Do you trust him? Well, of course I trust him. Nothing, nothing bad is happening. There's nothing wrong, you know? <laughs> like, 
So I think that, I mean, so how do we do that though? I mean, how do we trust in him? Well, it's a series of choices. I choose worship instead of worry. Pray instead of panic. Faith instead of fear. Again, those all look great on paper. I mean, but they're hard to, they're, they're hard to just actually walk out. But you have to make a choice. It's a risk. Again, it's a risk. But you don't have anything to lose and you got a whole ton to gain. Whole ton to gain. So when things seem like they're crashing around you, how will you respond? I don't want the circumstances of my health and the things around me to define me. That's not who I am. Do you know what defines me? My identity in Jesus defines me. Knowing who I am defines me. That deserves an amen. Somebody give me an amen for that. It's the response that separates us from the storm. If I'm going to respond in a healthy way, I need to shift my focus off of everything that's happening right here. God might not move that mountain that's in front of me, but he's going to give me the strength to climb it. And in that process of climbing it, he's going to teach me new things. He's going to give me new tools and he's going to shape me into the person that he has created me to be. I'm going to learn new things. I'm going to hear new things. I'm going to discern new things. And he's going to give me new things to, I mean, to go forward. He's not going to hinder my growth in any way. He's going to actually help it. There's a huge difference between our unhealthy normal thinking and our heavenly perspective thinking. Earthly thinking says there's no way I can do this and I'm not smart enough to pull it off. Heavenly perspective says I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Pastor Robert said last week, look up the word all. What does it mean? It means all. All means all. Earthly thinking says, I can't handle this. What am I doing? This was such a bad idea. How many of us have those kinds of thoughts night and day? I do. A lot of times. I do. I mean, I had it this morning. I don't like my message. I sat here and said, oh my goodness, I'm not sure I can pull this off. How am I doing so far? Okay, see? See, find the lie, bye-bye fly. Showed that fly. (laughs) But Father's perspective says, even in the hard times, God is with me. Right? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. See, trials and interruptions have a pretty neat way of helping us discover things about ourselves, right? There are things in the valley 
that we will learn that we could never learn from the mountaintop. So my friends, I encourage you, don't settle for any pressure, stress, anger, worry, anxiety. Don't settle for those things because they're not for you. They're not for any of us. Our lives can be completely wrapped up in the presence of God and His unconditional love. It can be filled up with the emotions of God because God loves us. He has love for us. He feels for us. And when you feel insecure and when you feel a little bit less than, I encourage you to go back to that word, betach, and back to the meaning that you are resting and abiding in the love, compassion, and mercy, and goodness of the Lord. So I'd like to do an activation with you. Would you all close your eyes? Take a deep breath and just relax. And let's ask Father God. Father God, is there any area of my life where I'm not trusting you? And take a moment and listen to him and see what he says to you. And now say, I hand to you, Father God, this area of my life. And I give you permission to help me trust you with this going forward. Show me, Father. What you have for me. As I lay this at your feet. 
you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I encourage you that whatever he showed you, that you write that down. And you keep asking him questions. And just keep journaling. And I hope that this message on trust and some of the things I shared with you, some of the things that Rob and I are dealing with, I hope that that gives you encouragement that a lot of us are there. We're all dealing with something in a season. But trust, abiding and resting in the goodness, being embraced in the compassion and mercy of the Lord. When you see that word, when you look at it, I hope you see it differently now. Thank you, guys. That's all I got. So I want to pray over you guys before I leave. Do you got something? Okay. So, Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you for pushing me to go forward with it. I was going to back out. So, Father, you are good all the time. So, Father, I just speak over everyone in this congregation and even the people outside the walls. Papa, we know that you're here, and I just ask that you just cover us and surround us with your love and under your wings. Lord, we just thank you for the peace that you give us, for the comfort you provide us. Lord, I just thank you for the steadiness that you give us when we're on shaky ground for coming in and fixing our floors when we need it. <laughs> for friends that hold our arms up when they're tired. For prayers that never cease. For transparency and vulnerability. and for a heart full of emotion that is for us and not against us, Lord. And we just thank you that our praises always reach you, always reach you, and that they are just a sweet, sweet song to you. Lord, we thank you and we love you. Thank you, Jesus, for being the Prince of Peace and for being with us always and for your beautiful gaze upon us. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen.
So as I was watching Lisa this morning, when I see her in action doing what God's created her to do, I'm, I'm always reminded of how much of, or how much that she is my hero. Because we have been together for 25 years. And I've seen, I mean, it, I could, if, if, if I could begin to say all the things that I've seen Lisa have to deal with and go through. You might find yourself in my place as a guy who's supposed to be a strong man and say, if I had to go through half of that stuff, I wouldn't be standing here right now because I would pull a trigger. I've confessed that before. There, there, I love how the kingdom is built in a balance. It was all set up to be in perfect balance. And I love the strong women of this church. I love the strong women that show up unannounced and just step into something with what happened this morning. That's just, that's, that's a picture of the kingdom. Of we see a gap, we fill it. We hear what Holy Spirit's saying and we step into that stuff. But let me just take this trust thing to, a, to another place too, is that when we think in trust, when I thought of what, what I thought trust was, in, in, in my younger years and even up to a week ago, of still dealing with putting my trust in God. When I'm watching my wife, things happen to my wife and the things that are happening in her body that I'm sitting there going, there's nothing I can do about this. The reason I have a hard time trusting God is because I have a hard time trusting people. And that is all because of things that have happened in my past. And we've all been burned, if we're all honest, if we're old enough to be in a place where we can get burned. We've all been there. We've all been hurt. And we've all had these conversations, if I, I, I can make this assumption, that we've all had these conversations when we're looking at somebody that we're in love with and we're saying, I'm having a hard time trusting you because of what she did or what he did. If we as people and if we as imagers of Christ can learn to put our trust in the woman or the man that's been placed in front of us from the perspective of putting ourselves in abiding in one another, allowing that other person to swaddle us in their love and in their protection. I promise you that your marriages and your relationships will be completely transformed. And as I learn to put my trust in Father God and in Jesus and in Holy Spirit, I can fully step into trusting, putting my trust in Lisa and trusting her enough to say, I need your help. And trusting that she will say that to me when she really needs it because she is the strongest person I've ever met. I've seen it. <laughs> 
and it kills me from time to time to see her going through the stuff that she goes through. And at the same time, it amazes me that she can say, I'm worshiping Jesus through all of this. Because for me, I want to go knock his teeth in. Because my misconception of him is I think he's, I, I still want to put my blame on him for doing to her what he is, has nothing to do with. And it's that soft correction. It's hearing these messages. It's hearing Lisa's story. It's knowing Lisa's story. She confessed something to me 25 years ago. When she said it to me, my head started screaming. And it was saying, run as fast and as far as you can get out of here. <laughs> we weren't following Jesus then, so, so that puts it in a different perspective. But it was like, get the heck out of Dodge. Because this is setting itself up to be a nightmare. I didn't know it at the time, but my spirit, and it was Holy Spirit that was talking to me. And it said, no matter what she says next, resist the temptation to leave and stay. So guys and ladies, when your significant other dumps it on you, no matter what it is, if you're committed to that thing, stay. Put your trust in one another. Because we all know, I'm, I'm going to let you down as one of your care pastors. I'll let you down. I'll forget something. I'll do, you know, you know we, 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 we'll let each other down. But if we continue to put our trust in each other as we claim to put our trust in him, it's all going to be okay. Because that's what family does. So I just, I, I just felt the need to share that because that human trust is the thing that, that isn't trust. That's not what it is. I trust you. I trust my woman. You know, Real trust is saying, I trust you. So here's my heart. Step on it if you want to. I give it all to you. And I trust that she is willing to give me her heart too. I think maybe that's the thing about the word submission that we've gotten twisted. I submit my heart to her. She submits her heart to me. And it comes under the mission of what he came to do. And we get to do it together. So we bless you guys. If, what was your name again? Lexi, thank you. Thank you. We, we, I mean, just, just for being obedient and, and stepping in. And it just, it, it really, it just confirmed a lot of stuff. The stuff you were praying about pastors that are being raised up. You've stepped into the middle of something. You had no idea what you were saying. And it just spoke directly to all of us. I mean, it's just so awesome. So, and you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. So, anyway, if, if anyone needs prayer for anything, our folks will be up here. 
to pray for you, to pray with you. And um, if not, just gosh, go be blessed and, and, and enjoy your week. Oh, that was loud, sorry. The whole time when we were doing that sozo and what Lisa's message was on was <clears throat> I just couldn't get this song out of my head. And it goes, take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. So can we just um, sing that real quick? Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Sing again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again just this week remember that just take a moment to remember who God is and who I am there you go lifting my load